Thanks, Gloria and Santosh. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Lovely to see you all here. Great to know that there's many watching online as well. Uh, Well, the start of 2020 has been a doozy, hasn't it? Uh, We've had so much disruption and sickness and worry. Uh, we had um, you know, we had some holiday plans that our family had been looking forward to, which of course didn't end up happening. Uh, but it's happened to so many of us. Uh, maybe um, uh, you know, there'll be different forms of dis- disruption f- amongst us all. I want to know though: is there anyone whose January plans have basically come to fruition? Anyone's plans basically gone okay? All right, about half a dozen. I'm thankful to God that your plans have been have been uh, uh, have not been affected uh, too much. Uh, but for most of us, the start of the year hasn't turned out as we'd hoped or planned. Uh, particularly you who are watching online, uh, it's most likely that uh, your plans have been disrupted. Otherwise, uh, you'd be here with us, of course. And so uh, we feel for you and we pray for you. Uh, many of you are watching from home because you've uh, caught COVID or you're in isolation or having to be extra cautious for a particular reason. I'm so sorry if that's you, uh, but I'm glad you've joined us uh, online today and uh, we know that you're here with us in spirit. But every day, it seems like we're hearing of someone else that we know getting COVID or celebrations having to be cancelled or families being thrown into isolation. And all the decision-making is so exhausting. You know, do we do we go to this place? Or is it worth the risk doing that thing? Or what is the right thing to do here? It's been an extremely disrupted, stressful and uncertain start to the year. And so on our official church launch day for 2022, I'd love to be able to roll out a clear plan of, uh, of the year for all saints. I'd love to be able to share all the, all the things that we're looking forward to do this year. And I'd love to be in a place where we can all recommit to Jesus and his people for another year and, and gain kind of spiritual momentum from one another. But given the circumstances, I can't really do any of those things. We have no idea what the year will look like. We have no idea what February will look like. You know, what's it going to be like when all the kids go back to school and everyone goes back to work? No idea what things will look like. Now, firstly, for us all, this is very humbling. It's very humbling, isn't it? And humbling in a good way. Because it's times like this that we're brought low in order for us, uh, in order for God to lift us up. Uh, a couple of uh, verses come to mind. Firstly, from Proverbs. Get this working. Oh, the clicker's not working. Harry. I'm just going to... Was that you, Harry? Thank you. Okay, I will cue you. And Matt, do your best with the live stream in terms of <laughs> when to come on and on. Thank you for serving us today. All right, here's our first verse. Proverbs 19. Many other plans in a person's heart, including having clickers at work. Many other plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails, says the book of Proverbs. That sounds a bit like January, doesn't it? Us humans made by God can think that we have the power to make plans and that those plans will happen. But it's God's purpose that will happen in the end. 
Or the book of James puts it like this. Uh, now listen, you who say, tomorrow we'll go to this, this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. Can you see what's going on there? We are arrogant if we make plans without any acknowledgement of God. We dishonor God, assuming that our plans will happen because we are not in ultimate control of our lives. Now, it's still totally fine to make plans, but we need the humility to recognize that only the things that are according to God's will, they're the things that will actually happen. And so, friends, as we approach this year, when we hold to our plans lightly, but when we hold tightly to the sovereignty of God, that's when we have hearts that uh, and heads that are in the right place, that are at peace with God and the world. And so these times remind us in 1 Peter 5 to humble ourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift us up in due time. So it's teaching... Oh, quick, I might be working at home. Uh, it's, it's teaching us humility, humility before God. But given this attitude of humility, we're still faced with an uncertain year ahead. You know, will we get sick? Will we be able to work? Should I plan for this event? What will holidays look like this year? And these are all great questions to ask. Uh, but maybe an even better question or a core question to ask as we start this year is, what will keep us on track in 2022? What will keep us in the right direction? What will keep us going forward, particularly in our relationship with Jesus? Particularly with our relationship with Jesus. Because no matter what happens this year, whether we get to go on that holiday or not, whether we catch COVID or not, whether we do what we plan to or not, the big thing that matters, the thing that would be most important, is how you relate to Jesus. That's what's going to matter when we look back at whether we stayed on track in 2022. It's how you relate to Jesus. So with all this uncertainty, what's going to keep us on track with Jesus this year? Because we don't want to go off track like this guy, this delivery guy in China. Did you see this on the news a few months ago? He followed his sat-nav on a shortcut through a mountain pass in China. Uh, it got a little bit narrow for him and decided to reverse. That was not a good idea and ended up with half his truck off the cliff. He and his passenger got out. They were fine. The truck took about three months just to get back on the road. And then we don't know what happened to the truck after that. But we don't want to get off track like that person. So in a year that's hard to plan, in a time when plans are disrupted, how are we going to keep on track with Jesus, not fall off the cliff, both individually and as a church? Well, for you who are in the building, 
the answer's been staring at you the whole time. Uh, and for those in uh, watching at home, I'll put it up for you. The gold plaque, which Graham Boyd arranged many years ago, here it is on the screen as well, is our, it's our church mission. It's what we're on about as a church. It's who we pray that we will be as a church family. And so a good way to stay on track this year is if we hold on to our church mission as a people of God and individually, then we'll keep on track with Jesus by God's grace. All Saints is a Bible-based community being transformed by Jesus' love, devoted to loving one another and committed to impacting the world with Christ's love. And over the next three weeks, we're going to think through uh, what these words say and what they mean for us so that we'll keep on track for 2022. Uh, Today, I'm just going to look at the top line. The top line, I'm not going to look too closely at the uh, four dots in the ellipsis, but I'm going to look at that All Saints is a Bible-based community. We are a community who has the Bible as our baseline. What's in the Bible, this is what's the basis for us as a community of God's people. It's a bit like uh, making homemade pasta. I know a few of you can do that. Flour is the base ingredient. You start with a big thing of flour on your, on your workbench, and then you add the eggs and the oil to it as you need it. Flour is the base. All saints, the Bible is the base. Let's go back to the flour for a minute. The Bible is the base. All that we do is grounded in the Bible. Now, I know some of you may be thinking, well, yes, yes, of course, the Bible. Well, if that's you, I hope you're reminded of why we are a Bible-based community and what it looks like for you to be committed to be Bible-based yourself. Some of us here or watching may be thinking, why is the Bible so central in this place? You know, this book is 2,000 years old. It tells stories of people who lived on the other side of the world. Why do we base our modern-day community around what's in this book? Well, for all of us, we'll look at three reasons why All Saints is a Bible-based community. Uh, The first is that the Bible is God's Word. Secondly, the Bible shows us Jesus. And thirdly, the Bible defines and changes us. So firstly, the Bible is God's word. Uh, The Apostle Paul writes to his uh, mentee, Timothy, with these words about the scriptures. Uh, He says, uh, but as for you, continue in what you've learned and become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it, and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus All scripture is God-breathed. So Timothy has known the scriptures from, from, uh, young, from when he was young. They've made him wise for salvation. And then it's described, the scriptures are described as God-breathed. Here's what church leader John Stott said about, uh, God-breathed. He said, the word 
means neither that God breathed into the writers of the Bible, enabling them to write his word, nor that he breathed into the writings, transforming them from human words into divine words, but rather what they wrote was breathed out of the mouth of God. What the Bible writers wrote in the Bible is God's word. It's God speaking to us. And so if we are to be God's people, then surely we're to listen to what God has to say. You know, schools are going back this week, or a couple might be back already. And uh, when I was a school teacher, I remember the, uh, the first, the, the start of the year of my first year of teaching. In the staff development days, before the kids went back, I listened to what the headmaster said. And if I was going to be part of that school as a teacher, I had to follow what the headmaster said. So I listened when he addressed us in those early days. Same for us here at All Saints. If we are to be God's people, if we're to represent God to the world, if we're to be a church which is pleasing to God, then we need to hear what God has to say to us. And we hear God speak as we read, as we study, as we dwell on the Bible. We're a Bible-based community because... The Bible is God's word. And secondly, the Bible shows us Jesus. If the Bible is God's word, well, what does the Bible say? What does God talk about in the Bible? Well, he talks about his son. He speaks of his son. Jesus is God's son. You know, Jesus says, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. He's the family resemblance we need to know God the Father. And so our goal in reading the scriptures is to see Jesus. As you read the Bible, it's not just about all the, all the, the instructions there are. It's so that we may see Jesus. Did you see Jesus as the Bible was read for us this morning. In the second reading, the Apostle Philip met an Ethiopian official on his travels, heard that the, the Ethiopian was reading the scriptures, and we'll pick it up from verse 30 in Acts chapter 8. Then Philip ran up to the chariot, heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you're reading? Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me? So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. This is the passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. He was reading from Isaiah 53. That was our first Bible reading. So our second reading was this account. And in this account, the Ethiopian was reading from our first Bible reading, uh, Isaiah 53. And it goes on and says, uh, the eunuch asked Philip, tell me please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? 
Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. So our second reading, we see Philip explaining to the Ethiopian from the passage of our first Bible reading, he uses that to teach the good news of Jesus. That's what the Bible does. It shows us Jesus and why he is good news. Uh, We see Jesus through the Old Testament. We see Jesus in the New Testament. Sometimes we need a bit of might need a bit of help, like the Ethiopian did, and that's where church sermons and small groups and commentaries come in. But unlike the Ethiopian at the time, we have the Holy Spirit. We have God's Holy Spirit who opens our hearts and helps us accept God's Word and understand God's Word as we read the Bible. If being Christian is about following Jesus, we need to see Him, we need to know Him better. Through the Bible. And so as we read the Bible, we see that He is the one who was pierced for our transgressions, who took up our pain and bore our sufferings. And to bring us peace with God, our punishment was on Him. This is the love of Jesus that we see in the Bible. And finally, we're a Bible based community. Because the Bible defines us and changes us. Because what happened to our Ethiopian friend when he saw Jesus in the scriptures? Uh, Let me pick it up at verse 36. As they travelled along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, here is water. What can stand in the way of my being baptised? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptised him. Immediately, he wanted to be defined by Jesus. He wanted to be baptised to signify he belongs to Jesus. That's the impact that God's word can have. When people accept Jesus for who he is and receive the forgiveness of sin from him, then he is our identity. We are his. And by the Holy Spirit, the Bible changes us as we see what it means to follow Jesus, to be one of his people. Well, for us at All Saints, what will that change look like? Well, a pretty good summary of what that will look like is on the plaque. We will be transformed by Jesus' love. We'll be devoted to loving one another and we'll be committed to impacting the world with Christ's love. The Bible defines and changes us so that we can live out our mission, both as a community and personally. It's these three reasons why All Saints is a Bible-based community. The Bible's the Word of God. It shows us Jesus, and it defines and changes us. And so as a church... And as individual followers of Jesus, if we are to stay on track with Jesus in 2022, we need to be Bible-based people. That means the bread and butter of the sermons here this year will be opening a passage of Scripture and expounding it, as we've been doing for many years. Uh, We'll do that with the book of Colossians uh, later in February. 
Uh, we need to be, we need to have Bible-based kids and youth programs in order to stay on track in 2022. I'm so excited to have, uh, in Cornerstone this year, a bunch of, uh, of young leaders in high school being part of the leadership team, teaching our kids the Bible. And we'll need to commit to coming to small groups and church each week so that we can hear the Word of God in community and to discuss the Bible's implications for us together. And this year, despite all the disruption, we're going to launch into a period of of a kind of longer-term planning, bigger-picture thinking for us as a church. How are we going to live out our mission over the next five to ten years here at All Saints? For that to be pleasing to God and for the outcomes to be pleasing to God, we're going to need Bible-based plans. Plans that are in line with what God teaches in the Bible. Plans that are in line with the heart of God as revealed in the Bible. And also, we need to be reading the Bible for ourselves. To hear the word of God, to see Jesus, and to be changed by what it says. Now, I know that whenever I, you know, if I ever ask someone, oh, how's your Bible reading going? Most of the time, the first reaction is guilt, isn't it? You feel, you feel bad. You feel like, oh, I should be reading my Bible more. You know, to be honest, if I ask myself, how's my Bible reading going? Well, there's, you know, guilt for me too. Oh, I'm not reading my Bible enough. For today, I'm not interested in guilt. I'm going, I'm going to put all our guilt on the cross of Jesus. That's what Jesus has done. He's taken our guilt away from us. We're to walk in the forgiveness that Jesus brings. And so we're going to look forward to how we can keep on track being a Bible-based person this year. And so just to finish up, we've got a few suggestions on how we might be a Bible-based community, how we might grow as that as a church. Now, many of you will be uh, reading the scriptures and obeying them uh, well. Uh, Keep going with that. Praise God for that. Uh, Keep going with what you're doing. But for those of us who need a little bit of prodding in this area, here are a few suggestions. Uh, I'll put these up on Facebook and in the church newsletter next week as well. Uh, particularly maybe if you've got kids at home uh, and you're trying to think through, okay, how to uh, how do we ha- get a routine of reading the Bible as a family? Maybe you could sign up for the 555 challenge through YouthWorks. It's five minutes a day, five days a week for five weeks. You could, uh, you get, when you sign up, you get sent a passage of the Bible to read together and you get sent questions to ponder and a prayer to pray. And what a great start to the school year. If, uh, if we did this, we read the Bible five minutes a day, five days a week for five weeks. My family's going to sign up to do it. Uh, love you to join us in that. Uh, maybe a bit of tech might be helpful for you. And uh, so you could download the a Year with Jesus app. And it's not for everyone, but if you're, um, if you're uh, fine to do that, download A Year with Jesus app. Each day it has a passage to read and a short reflection on that passage. That might be super helpful for you uh, as you uh, seek to be Bible-based this year. Or if you're better with pen and paper, 
up the back, I've got a, uh, a bookmark, or if you're watching at home, I'll post it online. Uh, a little bookmark you can print off. It is uh, readings through the book of Colossians. Just got little check boxes. again, five days for three weeks this time to get through the book of Colossians in preparation for when we do it together as a church, and three reflection questions down the back for each passage. What do I see about Jesus in this passage? How will I change from this passage? And what should I pray in response to this passage? Why don't you grab one up the back on your way out? There are some things to help us be a Bible-based community in 2022, because I'm confident in the grace of God that despite all the uncertainty and disruption, God will keep us on track in 2022 as a church as we seek his strength to be a Bible-based community. Let me pray that that may happen. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for giving us your word, the Bible, so that we may know you, hear you speak, so that we may see Jesus And so that we may be defined by him and transformed to be people who are pleasing to you. Help us to commit to reading your word individually and as a church. So that we may grow as a Bible-based community to your praise and glory. In Jesus' name. Amen.